What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Education Show, where we talk entrepreneurship, we talk mindset, and we talk life experiences to help you level up and become the best version of yourself. Damn, just got back to Connecticut last night, had a great little trip to Florida, spent some time in Tampa with a lot of friends there, a lot of young entrepreneurs who are out here on the grind making things happen, not settling for the conventional way of life that has been laid out to us. And I returned, my flight got in at like 9 p.m. last night, I'm recording this on Sunday, and got home and my car was a fucking ice cube. It was covered in snow, it was frozen, and I'm over it. So I'm going to be making some big moves here in the next couple months. You guys stay tuned. I'm not going to reveal them now, but made some decisions. It was funny just looking back at 2020, last year, even the year before it. I just had my head down grinding, writing my book last year, so much with our business, promoting the book, the podcast, the hustle prevails, everything. Like my head was just down, focused, pretty much seven day a week grind. And I took this trip to Tampa. We did the event. During the week, I got to kind of chill a little more, worked out, did some work with with the boys. I got to just experience, it was nicer weather there. It wasn't too warm. It's so funny. I shit on Florida all the time on this podcast, but I actually really enjoyed myself there. So I'm swallowing my pride on that. But I just kind of had a revelation. I think we get so caught up in work, 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 grind, grind, grind. And you have to remember what you're doing it all for and kind of get in touch with your reason for showing up every day and leaving it all in the court. And for me, it's the freedom lifestyle, and I just haven't been taking advantage of the freedom I've created. I've, I, you know, I'm so grateful and so fulfilled by what I do, but I just haven't been doing what I love the most, and that's kind of traveling and experiencing new places. And obviously, COVID's really hindered that. But um, yeah, there's going to be some changes coming in the next few weeks here. So stay tuned. We're going down to North Carolina this week for another event. I doubt it, but if anyone is in the Outer Banks area, hit me up. And would love to link up. We got a beautiful 24-bedroom mansion there that we're throwing this event in. So super pumped for that and then what's to come afterwards. But like I said, I think we need to take a moment and understand sometimes life is meant to be enjoyed. And I really do preach like work your ass off and earn what you're, you know, go after your goals and dreams and earn the freedom and earn everything so that you can go and experience life the way you want. So just think about that. Think about what you could do to kind of reward yourself, even if it's just like a weekend or even a day, if that's all you have, um, to go and kind of just unplug and enjoy the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. Um, But what I want to talk about on today's episode is I'm going to really cover the topic of improvement. There was a lot of thinking I did this past week, and there was one situation in particular that really got me thinking. I thought it'd be a really cool topic to bring to you guys because we're all looking to improve. We're all looking to get better at our profession. We're always looking to improve our skill sets. We're always just looking to get better at what we're doing. And I I, I really thought about it on the plane ride home. And today I went to the gym, just in the car at the gym on the way back, about what improvement really entails. And what got me thinking about it was at this event, my buddy 
who lives down in Tampa, Tyler Walter. We've been friends for years. We've been in the same network marketing company, um, kind of helping each other build and really just using each other to get through the tough times. But also we've had a lot of really high moments together that we've been able to celebrate. And he got up on stage and he just was brilliant up there. The way he spoke, the way he composed himself, his message, how much wisdom he has. And it, it was just incredible to see because I remember when we started, when we both really went in with our network marketing company, um, to give you a little reference, Tyler and my mom are best friends. They were in a company prior to the current network marketing company we're in for like seven years. And then they joined this network marketing company together. I got a little more involved before Tyler did, but Tyler decided he wanted to make this opportunity happen. And we were really the only young people in our organization at that point. So we started leaning on each other to kind of like motivate in a way, but like figure out what it takes to build a massive organization. And I remember our first, we partnered up to do this online opportunity presentation. I was on my MacBook from like senior year of high school. It was like 10 years old at this point. And we, we were doing this online opportunity presentation about how to own your life, how to take things to the next level. And my computer was just crashing during it. And it was just the shittiest thing. And if I were on that as a prospect, I would have went running for the hills. And I remember just the, the first few times we got in front of a room, how it went down and the first few conversations with people, like how much confidence we lacked, how much posture just wasn't there. And, uh, just going from that and seeing the beginning and, and Tyler was living pretty much in a fraternity house fresh out of college fresh out of college and he just wasn't in the right environment wasn't around the right people was didn't have the right habits his first few speaking engagements you could just tell he wasn't comfortable or feeling authentic up there and here we are three-ish years later watching him up there just dominate the stage and he's, he's created such a, a large network and built such a large business and people are just looking to him like he's such an in, the influential figure that he is because of the improvement he's consistently made over the years and that got me thinking too more about just improvement in general and I, I was looking back on my life when I made the biggest series of improvements and I don't really talk about sports much I, I fucking hate when people start sucking you into a conversation about the glory days and their career in high school and their sports and all that shit but this is really applicable to the topic I want to cover today so I grew up and soccer was my sport when I was younger that was the only sport I played I think I started when I was probably in like kindergarten I have to imagine I was really young and in the beginning, I was always a standout player. I, I, I remember like the goals used to be just four flags stuck in the ground and you had the shortened field and um, ate orange slices at halftime and all that shit. But I was always a standout player because I was just so aggressive and wasn't really afraid of contact. And I just went in. I didn't really have any crazy soccer skills, but I just was aggressive, was fast and... Um, wanted to win. I, I always have have had this drive to win by any means necessary. So I was really good. And then as time went on, like I stayed good. I moved to a new town. I started playing there. I was good. And then it was probably around the time that I was going into middle school that it started to like slip a little bit and people were catching up to me and I wasn't as great of a player anymore and I was just kind of becoming average. Like I wasn't doing anything to stand out. Before that, I was a goal-scoring machine. I was just a bowl out there just running people over and, and just scoring goals, basically. 
but it started to catch up to me. And I had a year that I was down. I kind of bounced back in my second year of middle school and put on a really good performance that year. But then I got into high school and I've talked about my expulsion before on this podcast, but man, talk about crushing your confidence. I remember coming back and especially playing sports, I feel like my coaches were looking at me different. They were like trying to figure out if they could trust me or not. They were, they knew I was smoking weed and that I had sold weed and it really just diminished my confidence. But more importantly than that, I wasn't really putting in the effort to be great at soccer anymore. Like I wasn't really going and putting in overtime. Like, yeah, I was going to practice. Yeah, I was showing up, but I wasn't going above and beyond like a lot of people were outside of what we were required to do. And I just fell into like, I became like a bottom half player on the team. And that just wasn't me. Like I was always one of the, the standout players. And this lasted my freshman year, my sophomore year. I was just kind of very average. I was playing junior varsity And then my junior year rolled around, I I was playing varsity, but there was two guys who were starting above me and who I'd been so much better than a few years prior. But now the coach, like I had lost his confidence in myself. The coach was favoring them. Um, And and to be honest with you, they were a little bit better than me at the time. And I remember I played baseball and that was probably the sport I was best at at the time. But The coach and I just didn't get along. The expulsion that I went through, he just did not have the faith in me, did not have the belief in me, and I just started sucking at baseball. So I made this decision that I'd step away from baseball and I was going to go all in on soccer. I joined a premier club that practiced at this private school. A few of the kids on my team were already on it, and that was just so much better. And I got on that team. Pretty much every single player was better than me. Almost all of them went on to play Division I soccer, but I joined the team and I started putting in the work. Like I was practicing with people who were better than me, so I had to rise to the level of being able to compete with them. The practices were much more challenging. I was forced to work on my weaknesses. We were practicing a lot more. We're traveling. We're playing teams from all over the country and even the world who had the best of the best. And I got the opportunity to really humble myself and be like, wow, I'm really not shit and, and try to figure it out and hone my craft. So I spent... It was my junior year after that season. I had had enough. I stopped playing baseball. I joined this premier team. I played all winter, played all summer, and then leading up into the fall, I came back an entirely new player. Like, it was night and day. I I had left, and I was kind of like an average player, and now I was, I would say, one of the best for, I was a striker, a forward, probably the best striker on the team coming back, I think by far. And it really came from, me just being like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I used to be so good and I lost it. I haven't been putting in the in the work. I'm like, I want to get better. I want to be the starter. I want to be one of the stars on the team. So I went and I put that work in. I came back and that season, I went on to be the top scorer on the team, one of the top scorers in the league. And this was all, I had some injuries too. I got a concussion and I couldn't play for four games. I had this ankle injury, but I was just outperforming everyone because of the work I put in. And I remember at the end of the season, we had our award ceremony. I'll never forget this because how I reacted in the moment is so weird. But our coach, who I had always liked him, but I felt like he didn't see in me what I knew I was capable of. And I've had coaches in the past who've seen it and it's extracted greatness from me, but this guy didn't. And he, he just liked a different style than what I was playing. And this year, you know, he saw the improvement. He saw the work I put in. He saw like that I was about it. And he gave me that opportunity to go out there. And, you know, I did my thing and I I rose to the occasion. But 
it was it was like a big switch that went off and I always felt like he wasn't fully fucking with me but at the end of the season we had this award ceremony that you have for all of college or high school sports I remember him going up there giving this long speech and then he started talking about the awards like um I forget all of the ones they did, but he starts talking about a player who put in the work, who wasn't the best on the team, but put in the work and became one of the best players on the team, blah, blah, blah. And he, he ended up awarding the most improved player award to me. And at the time, I felt like a fucking scrub because I'm just like, damn, man, like most improved. You think about the kid in gym class who can't even finish a lap. And then at the end, he, he you know, he can finish the warm up laps and now he's the most improved. So I just kind of felt like a scrub. But in hindsight, that's one of the coolest awards that I've ever received and because I put in the fucking work to do that. Like I, I had to earn that and I went above and beyond what almost anyone was willing to do to earn my spot on that team and to get to the level of performance that I was able to achieve. And now let me, I'll say this before I go any further. I've n- never really thought that I would become like a next level caliber athlete. And I went to UConn, a division one school with one of the top soccer programs in the nation so I didn't even try to play there. I just didn't have that type of juice. But at most improved player award, years later now when I look back, I'm really proud of that accomplishment because it, I think it says something about my character, but that's what life is all about. Because you look at all the people that have risen to become the greats. Look at Michael Jordan, got cut from his high school basketball team and went on to be the best basketball player arguably to have ever lived. All of these athletes that you see, like look at Steph Curry, he was like whatever in college, and he's gone on to be one of the best shooters in the that the league's ever seen. I, I was naturally gifted kind of in the beginning, and I didn't put in the work. Like I didn't go home and, and dribble a soccer ball around and juggle and go to the field and play with friends or play on another team to get more practice in. So many people are naturally gifted who get washed up because they don't put in the work. They take advantage of what they have. They shine for a while, but there's always going to be someone who's willing to outwork you. And it's going to happen. If you're not willing to humble yourself, drop the ego, and put in that work, put in those overtime hours, someone else is going to catch up because someone else is hungry. So I want to give you guys what the formula for improvement is. Because sports is a great example because you know that's where I think a lot of people have their focus for a large portion of their lives. I think a lot of athletes go on to become entrepreneurs. But just really in life, there's a formula for improvement and getting better. And you can't cheat it. You can have all the natural gifts in the world, but if you don't focus on improving every single day, someone else is going to want it, they're going to catch up to you, and they're going to take your spot. That's just how it works. So this is the formula I want to lay out for you guys. The first part, and you may have heard me talk about this before, is the teachability index. The teachability index, part one, is your willingness to learn new information. Applying this to sports, your willingness to learn new information, it's basically like, What's your willingness to accept the fact that you're not that all that hot shit, you need to put in the work, and this is what you have to do to train and become better? What's your willingness to accept that you're going to have to put in the OT, the extra hours, the blood, the sweat, and the tears to get better? In business or in life, this just may be what path are you on and what's your willingness to learn about a different way, a new opportunity, a new way of doing business? Like, What's your willingness to accept that information? We know way too many people who... This is such an inhibitor for improvement and growth. You talk to them, and I I get so fucking frustrated. I've been in network marketing for almost nine years now. That's my wheelhouse. And when I talk to people, 
and they're telling me their struggles and I start giving them advice and they're just like, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing that. I know. It's like, no, you don't fucking know because if you did know, you'd be implementing that and things would be different. You'd have different results. Same thing with mindset. Same thing with growth. Everything. What's your willingness to learn new information? Are you a person who's just, I know, I know, I know? Or are you willing to be humble enough to drop your ego and listen to people who've had the results that you want? They don't have those results by chance. They earned it and they have the information you need to get the exact same results. What's your willingness to learn new information? That's step one. Step two, we have people who get caught up in that analysis paralysis trap who just want to learn, 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 but never actually take action. Step two is what's your willingness to change upon that new information you've learned? You can learn that in order to be the best soccer player, you have to put in extra work. You're going to have to practice at home. You're going to have to join a travel or a premier or a club team. You can learn that in entrepreneurship, you're going to have to make more calls. You're going to have to go to some seminars and work through some mindset issues. You can learn and read all the, the books and everything like that and know and be aware of what it's going to take. But it's a whole different ballgame being willing to change upon that information. You have to be willing to accept new information, drop your ego, accept that new information, and then change what your day-to-day actions look like so that you actually get results and get improvement. And we always say, ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not putting it into action and doing something with that knowledge, it's worthless. So the first part, the teachability index, what's your willingness to learn new information? What's your willingness to change upon that new information? If you're not a 10 out of 10 on both of those scales, your improvement is not going to be what it's capable of being. You need to drop the ego, drop, get humble, and take in the new information, especially from people who have the results you want, and change your day-to-day. People like, I'll hear people bitch, like, I know this information, but they don't change what their daily routine looks like and what their actions they take and their income-producing activities are. So this is an important one. So the first part, your teachability index. The second part for improvement is your hunger. Now, hunger is a tough part of the formula because in many cases, people will argue this, that hunger is something that is not really teachable. Hunger is something that has to come from within. And what I notice is that the most hungry people, it it typically came from a back against the wall situation or it came from a very emotional experience. So what I mean by back against the wall situation, I share a lot how when I got expelled, I felt like my life was over, there's nothing I could do to succeed, and then I ultimately made the decision that I was gonna become successful by any means necessary. My back was against the wall, I had a very emotional um, experience, a negative emotional experience that was like, fuck this, I am not living my life this way, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to change. And that happens a lot. Going back to the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about my boy Tyler. That for him was he was a fantastic football player playing in college and he was playing basketball as well in college, tore his ACL and his identity as an athlete was pretty much erased and his future that he envisioned for himself was gone and he was depressed for a while, but he used that strong emotional experience and back against the wall situation to decide he was going to go make it in entrepreneurship. We all have these moments. It could be the moment where it could be something as small as you go to buy dinner and you're on a date and your card gets declined and you have that feeling, that pit in your stomach, that you're not worthy, that you're a disgrace, that you're a fuck up. That moment could be the fuel to spark that hunger because here's here's what it really comes down to. 
you need to want it just as bad as you want to breathe in order to go out there and accomplish something that's difficult. In order to show up and put in that extra practice, put in those extra hours, make those extra calls, you need to be fucking hungry and you need to want it. So you need to find that hunger within you. Look at your current situation. Are you in debt? Do you hate your job? Do you look around where you wake up every day and be like, I need to get the fuck out of here? What is it that can be that spark to take that hunger to help you show up every single day and take the actions that are going to result in your improvement? I don't, personally, like I said in the beginning, I I think hunger is a difficult thing because I think it comes from within. But at any moment, you need to understand, no matter what your situation is, even if it's not bad, maybe you have a nice, lofty, cushy corporate job and you're getting a lot of money from it making a lot of money, you have a great girlfriend, you have a nice apartment, you can make the decision that you want to go start the business still. And you can make the decision that you want to take control of your life. It, whatever your circumstances, we're always just a decision away from changing what our life looks like entirely. So find that hunger. That's step two. Step three, practice. I put a quote on my story that I was thinking about in the gym. I was in the gym um, at in, in Tampa at it was part of my friend's apartment complex. And I was in there alone. I was in there for like an hour and a half just going in. And I was just thinking about it. I'm like, bro, every single thing that we are rewarded for in the light is what we earned in the dark. Like everything that we're rewarded for, we're praised for. We did, I did that training on stage and everyone's coming up like, you're amazing. How'd you get so good at speaking? Blah, blah, blah. I love your story. That was all earned when no one was looking. And that's just everything in life. The results that we see, like when you turn on professional sports and these guys are making it look effortless, like a quarterback, like someone like Patrick Mahomes, you look at him every single play, you feel like this guy, it just doesn't take any effort. He's just an autopilot, just making every move right, every single play. But you don't understand the years of practice when the cameras were off and the crowds were home that he put in to get to that level. The late nights, the early mornings, the sacrifice, the mental pain that it takes to be that consistent and show up every single day knowing that hopefully one day it's rewarded back in return. Practice is such an important part of this game and entrepreneurship especially. Practice can come, if, if you're in certain businesses, practice can come from just doing the do and you're kind of earning as you're going. The only way to get better at making sales calls it's to make sales calls. You can read all the books you want and get all these tips and tricks, which you should be doing, but you should also be making the calls every day to get a little bit better. Put in the work when no one's looking. Put in the work that people are going to notice in the light when you're in a situation like you get to speak on stage or you're receiving the awards. That's a great part and we should cherish those moments, but no, none, all of that is earned when no one's looking. So practice, key for improvement, and not just going through the motions practice. It's an obsession practice. It's showing up and putting in the work during overtime. Like I keep going back overtime, 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 but I wouldn't have gotten better and gotten to that position I was on my soccer team if I didn't go join the extra travel team and start taking time to go and mess around at the soccer field by myself or dribble around in the backyard and just work on my touch and stuff like that. It's the same thing with your business or anything you're working towards. You're only going to get better through practice and practicing above and beyond what the standard might be that you think is required. You have to go above and beyond that because you have to know that there's always going to be someone out there that's willing to outwork you. The fourth part of the formula for improvement is consistency. 
we can show up, be inspired, and go all in for a week. But if that's all we do and then we revert back to our old habits and old ways of being, it's going to all be flushed right down the shit pipes. It's not going to be worth it and you're not going to see any notice, noticeable and lasting change. The only way you get better is consistency. Going back to Tyler on stage, how he was brilliant this week. It's because every single day he shows up, he, he hires coaches and mentors and practices. He gets on the phone 5, 10, 15 times a day with people, sharing them with our opportunity. He listens to podcasts. He reads books. He shows up to our events. That consistency compounds over time and turns you into the champion. Same with soccer. You can go practice for 12 hours in one day. Great. But if you're not showing up every single day and working on yourself every single day to get a little bit better, it's not going to matter. The way that improvement happens is consistent action over long periods of time. That's how you get great. There's the 10,000-hour rule. You become an expert after you put in 10,000 hours of mastering your craft. That can only come from putting in a lot of fucking time over a 5- to 10-year period consistently. That's how you get to expert levels. There's this term Tony Robbins uses, and it's called can I? Constant and never-ending improvement is what it stands for. And can I is a term, so he relates it, it's in his book, Awaken the Giant Within, but in Japan they have a word for this. I can't think of what it is, but it's about always getting better every single day. We don't really have a word for that in the English language, so he made up the word can I, constant and never-ending improvement. That's the mentality you need to adopt. It's not about showing up one day and being the best, but it's about showing up and getting 1% better every single day consistently because when you do that, next thing you know, you're 100% better, 500% better, 1,000% better. And eventually, before you know it, you're a professional, you're an expert because you took on this mindset of, look, it's not going to happen overnight, but if I show up every day, hone these skills in, work on getting better, put in the work over time, in this long-term game that everything is, no matter what you're pursuing, it's all long-term game. I'm going to get better and eventually I'll be an expert. So I'm showing up, putting in the work, staying consistent. I'm willing to change. I have my hunger dialed in. I know what I'm doing this for. I know why I want it. And I'm not going to stop till I get to that level. That's what it's all about. So you guys, I know a lot of people at a lot of different stages in their journey listen to this podcast. But if you're just getting going, listen to what I said. This is a long-term game. You need to be willing to drop the ego, willing to learn new information and change upon that new information. You need to be hungry. Find that hunger within you. No one else can give you that hunger. You need to search within and find it. You need to practice. You need to practice not only when it's expected of you, but you need to go above and beyond if you truly want to be one of the greats, putting in those late nights, the early mornings, the overtime hours. That's how you improve and become one of the greats and consistency. If you're not consistent, it doesn't matter. Consistency breeds champions, and you need to consistently show up every single day, do all those things that I talked about, and that's how you improve a little tiny bit every day, which eventually compounds into you becoming an expert or a master. That's really it, guys, and uh, start today. That's really it. I think a lot of people, there's a quote, a lot of people overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in five to ten years it's a long-term game wrap your head around that i'm 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 approaching year nine and i feel like i'm just getting started there's so much i learn every single day but the skills have compounded i'm able to be comfortable in public speaking situations and know how to speak from a stage and effectively engage the audience 
and I know how to train. I know how to build the business. I know mindset. Like I know these things because I've been working on them consistently ever since I got involved with this. And the same can happen for you, but you have to make the decision to start and not give up and take that consistent action. So guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. But man, we're capable of so much more than you believe. I've seen so many people start off in entrepreneurship and business. And I'll be honest with you, I've looked at them and been like, man, I don't know if this person's got it. But they knew they did. And they did exactly what I talked about and put in the work and and just built the skills and were patient. And they've turned into fucking beasts in the field, making massive amounts of money, making an enormous impact. And they've become people that others look up to. There's nothing stopping you from making that happen yourself you just have to make the decision to go for it and uh just make it the fuck happen that's really it so i'm gonna wrap it up there guys if you got value from today's episode all i ask share it on your story share it with a friend who needs to hear this message and just talk about this show we're here to level people up we're here to help them live the best life that they can and the way this show grows is from you guys getting your takeaways putting the stuff to action and just sharing it with people who need to hear this information. And if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, drop us a rating that helps us grow, helps us reach more people. But overall, love you guys. I really appreciate each and every one of you for showing up, listening, and sharing this message and helping us impact and change the world. So with that, I'm signing off here. I hope everybody absolutely crushes it this week, and we will catch you on the next episode. Later, everybody. Peace.